everyone, welcome to Too Busy to Flush. I'm JR. And I'm Molly. And if this is your first time joining us, thank you for being here. You will quickly discover we don't know what we're going to talk about. Um, but to uh, uh, to remedy that, I have a uh, time-stamped uh, topical uh, map in the show notes, so check that out. So, uh, the reason we don't know what we're going to talk about is because that's the whole point of the show. We're married. We've been married for 14 years. We've got four kids, ages 12 through um, four, and we live in a world where people are weird and hard, and that's kind of our jam. So, that said... Um, that's what we're about. Yeah, and, and we really don't know what we're going to talk about today because I updated my phone last night to what iOS 16 or something, whatever the yeah, latest. Yeah, I have to upgrade our network pr- service for our phone provider because we don't use. And, yeah, we use a discount provider, right? Visible. Yeah, visible. You should you should encourage people to leave AT and T and Verizon if they haven't already. Because we save crazy amounts of money. You know, we do save crazy amounts of money. Um, but I'm not going to... People are free to spend their money and do how No, they no, want, no. A lot of people don't realize that it's even an option. I'm okay. just saying, if you're happy with AT&T or Verizon, do it. But we've had perfectly good service since you switched us, what, six months ago? Oh, longer than that. Probably closer okay. to a year. See, it's Maybe been so seamless that I haven't even paid attention. There was no blip on the radar screen. There was for you because your phone was... Messed up, and I remember yeah, you had I was trouble transitioning. But. but because I am just a normal, average tech user, we're on separate accounts. And what do you mind telling people what you pay per no, month? No, we pay my- we pay twenty five dollars a month, and the way it works is you don't have a family plan or any sort of group plans. It's all completely individual. So Molly has her own login, her own account, her own thing. I've got my own login, my own account, my own thing. Um, you can have personal uh, devices like watches or something attached to that account, but that's it. Uh, what is this really important, Titus? Okay, so we also have four kids. I don't know if Jay mentioned that, and we just got interrupted by one of them, and oh it's fine. Gosh. Our dogs they are know, barking. They know we're doing the show. So. I know, but we have somebody in the driveway that Titus can handle. Right, it's probably our neighbor. Who is leaving his some ski gear because he's riding up to the ski area? Exactly, that's probably exactly what he's doing. And Titus um, can totally handle it. Right. So visible. So we uh, we all have our own accounts, and you pay. It's like we're on just the super basic plan because ninety. I mean, I don't really travel right now. Uh, Molly's not traveling, and so like ninety five percent of our internet usage is on Wi Fi. So we've got a basic unlimited plan with them, and it costs thirty dollars a month. And if you join a group pay or set up auto pay or something like that, it's like twenty five bucks a month. Um, anyway, super simple. If you're if you do have like what we did too with watches, because our kids have Apple watches, I signed them up with a pro with a outfit called True Phone. Um, the watches are not tied to a phone. The no. watches are their are under their own Apple's device. under Apple's family plan. So if you guys are familiar with that, Apple's got a thing now where you can get a phone for like or a watch for like ten bucks a month. It's not a full service. You can put it under your master Apple account, but then it has its own cell service tied to it, and you don't have to use the major providers. They actually Apple actually has on their website a list of uh, alternate independent providers for their watches. It's kind of cool. Um, you, you do have to have a phone as a master phone, 
But, you know, if you're a super uber minimalist and let's say you had the family cell phone and then everybody's like, forget cell phones. We're all just going to run around with Apple watches and that's it. You know, you could totally do that. Um, anyway, how do we get on this topic? The um, other reason we don't know what we're going to talk about today is because I went out and bought some chicks this morning. Mm-hmm. So we're doing the chicken thing. And I, Molly and I were just having this discussion. We were in there looking at them before the show. And Molly's like, I'm only counting 10 chicks. And I'm like, well, I bought 11. She's like, I'm only counting 10. <laughs> I'm, I'm a good counter. And so we're looking, at the, we're looking at the little Tupperware. We got this plastic bin. We've got them sitting in with the heat lamp and all their stuff. And we're like, there's only... There I'm are counting. 10 chicks in and here. And then I pulled my photo up of the chicks that I took this morning and there were four of the Americana chicks in there and there's only three. Uh, and so we ran around trying to figure out what in the world happened, figured. Kind of did a staring interrogation of each kid's. There are four prime suspects in this case. In this case. And figured they squished one and threw it away. So We checked garbages. Checked garbages. Around. So I asked my parents if the kids have been suspiciously running around in the yard at all recently. Because it's really cold out. They're not going to do that. Couldn't find anything. And then one daughter goes, I found it! And somebody had put the water, uh, water dish on top of it. Which is like... More than a quart of water. Oh, it's heavy. In it. It's very There's heavy. absolutely no way in These the world. These fragile couple day old chicks got it moved could. and one got squashed yeah. under it. It's still alive, which is wild, but it seems to have at least a broken leg, but possibly other things wrong or with it too. It's in tremendous shock. I don't know. So, anyway, we, the last hour plus of our lives have, has been taken up with staring meaningfully at children trying me, to get them me taking away um you know we were gonna watch obi-wan kenobi tonight and i took away obi-wan kenobi like no video games somebody has to tell me the truth and i'm look i'm not nobody's gonna be in trouble accidents happen i get it we got kids the fragile chicks they're super fragile and i actually was expecting a couple to not make it because right. we have a four-year-old who has the physical sensitivity of a dump truck and an eight-year-old who has the enthusiasm of, I don't know, I'm falling short of metaphors right now, <laughs> the enthusiasm of An a... out-of-control, happy baby kangaroo. <laughs> something, something. And so, uh, but, you know, every single one of our kids is young enough, any sort of accident could have happened or careless enough that they could have picked up the water thing thinking they were going to clean it out or something and then set it down and legit not even remember that they did it, not have thought that a chick would have skirted underneath it. I, You know, I have I totally expected accidents to happen because up at the cabin, we, every couple of years, we'll have a weird situation where a zillion frogs hatch and we will have these baby frogs that are about the size of a quarter and they are on the banks of the pond by the hundreds like to the point where if you're walking along you could a, a foot the size of yours could squash 10 of them just by stepping and they're not real smart because they're not savvy big grown-up frogs yet and so it's very easy for little hands to catch them and i mean probably a, an average kid when they're first figuring out that they can catch them kills five 
just by act- squeezing them a little bit, you know, you close your hand around it and it squishes and it's gone. And so I kind of figured the chicks were going to be a little bit like that. But it does provide, I'm just going to side take a little pause right here and say, this is what we're going to talk about today. (laughs) (laughs) Not only because it's what's super fresh on our minds, but also the reason we were talking about cell phones is I usually leave tabs open on my phone of things that I have read over the course of the last week. And when I'm thinking, oh, what could I bring up with JR during the course of the week? If I haven't jotted something down in my bullet journal, I will skim through my tabs to update our wireless network, I had to update my phone with the latest Apple update, and it cleared all of my tabs. And JR was horrified when I told him this. This would be a funny, if we still did the poll bot on Telegram, the what kind of tab person are you, both in oh, computers and on your phone? I probably had, it was under 60 tabs open. But it was definitely close to 60 because I remember closing something. And I'm a computer person. It's always troubleshooting computers. And people are like, my computer is running slow. I'm seeing the air. And then I go open up their freaking browser or their mail app and they've got 20,000 unread emails and 64 tabs open. And I married that woman. Um, You're cute, though. um, This is going to be embarrassing. (laughs) Uh, Safari did not close open tabs. Brave, which is my normal browser that I choose to use, had like 60. That's the one that I manage. But if I click on a link from somebody, like in a text or in an email, it opens the link in Safari. And I don't really manage it. I have 257 tabs open in Safari. I did not know that until just now. You're... And a lot of them... I have no words. I like... I'm literally... I had no idea I had this many open... There's, you shouldn't. Have you thought about that? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna deal with this yeah, afterwards. Yeah, you should. Because there's probably um, at least just from scanning through this, a dozen misfits market. And last time open. I checked, you can only really close tabs in Safari one at a time. I I can close on your phone. It's too bad we're not like gonna watch a show or something tonight, and I could just sit and scroll. And if close one tabs of my kids we would freaking fess up. So anyway, I you guys, I have a kid that lies. I, and I don't like it. Can't, you have four kids who lie. Let's be honest. Um, they're not going to get in trouble. We just want to know what happened. Right. Here's the thing. Just don't be dumb. I have actually been thinking about this sort of thing all week because I'm not going to <clears throat> name the two other circumstances, but two other circumstances in the last week have come up in my life where people either are faced with a tremendous amount of guilt or with the possibility of having a tremendous amount of guilt in their lives because of legitimate bad things that they bear responsibility for. And I think that the burden of bearing guilt is so deeply embedded in the human condition. I'm always reminded when we talk about guilt about our friend who's a missionary in Malaysia, and he would have all of these theological discussions with Muslims. He actually grew up as a son of a missionary aviation fellowship pilot in Indonesia, and because of the similarity of language and culture, chose to stay in Southeast Asia as a missionary when he went back for missions as an adult. And he 
he, I want to, he would pose this as a gotcha question, but he would do it in such charity that it wasn't a gotcha question. But after discussing all of the attributes of God that Christians and Muslims have in common and these common goals of morality and for society and things like this that he could legitimately agree with Muslims on, he would pose to them the question, what do you do with your guilt? And apparently, I don't know enough about Islam to speak knowledgeably into this, but apparently that would stump them because there is no uh there's no medium or there's no method or that's not the right word that I'm looking for there's no way to accomplish propitiation of sin in Islam you can be sorry you can atone you can do the five uh you know whatever the the things are that you do but there's no way to actually have your guilt cleared from your slate in of legitimate wrongdoings in the Muslim worldview. And I would argue that's the case in every worldview that does not have a scripture that states, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. And so, because God has written his law in our hearts, we carry around within us a sense of being not right with God or with the world or with others around us, ideally all three. And somehow that works its way out in how we live and how we demand formulas for uh, propitiation in other ways. You look at all the ways that our culture creates ways for people to atone for their own sins or to attempt to atone for their own sins. And then you look at how much rage and depression people in our society are carrying around with them and you say, how's that working out for you? Because most anger, as well as I would argue a decent amount of just depression, the burden that we carry on our souls that weighs us down, is rooted in fear And fear is rooted in not feeling adequately loved and secure. And so with with all three of these situations that I'm thinking about and the the smashed chick being the presenting problem right now, I think what my goal is for our kids is to let them know we may never know who smashed the chick. We want you to know that we freely offer forgiveness to you. This is a great learning moment about taking care of animals, but it's also even bigger, a great learning moment in that, and this is, as I was talking about another one of these circumstances with another friend, and she will know exactly who she is, but I'm not going to say her name out loud. (laughs) Um, She, as her kids have grown up, she has told them, I pray that when you sin, God will reveal it to me sooner rather than later. Your sin will always find you out, if not in this life, in the life to come. Mm. But it is a mercy from God to you to get found out in your sin sooner rather than later. 
and especially when you're under my roof, because I can guide you into getting forgiveness. I can guide you into clearing your conscience. I can guide you into right behavior, which when you're not under my roof anymore, I can't offer that protective shield anymore. I mean, if you think about things that our kids are afraid of, you know, if you're afraid of a big, afraid of getting struck by lightning, afraid of big storms. This is a thing we've dealt with, right? When you are under my roof and I can physically pull you out of a storm and pull you into a house where I know it's safe, I can teach you about storms and how to stay safe in storms. This is the time to experience storms. It's not, oh, I've never even heard of a storm. And then when you're an adult, you wander around carelessly in tornado conditions or getting struck by lightning Mm -hmm. conditions or blizzards or whatever. So... Similarly, we can train our children in confession of sin and receiving forgiveness and living in Christ's righteousness when they're under our roofs. And so just as I was sitting staring at one child, (laughs) hoping that she would break and admit something, and then she just got angry and defensive. And I mean, all the kids are acting, depending on how you stare at them, Every single kid could be accused of acting suspiciously right now. <laughs> yep. That's true. But but I was kind of, she was definitely towards the top. She's definitely in the top four of the top suspects. <laughs> um, I was, I just closed my eyes and I was like, Lord, if this is her, give her an overwhelming sense of, of guilt and of brokenness. So that she wants to pray with David, wash me and I will be whiter than snow. And to approach the throne of grace with confidence. And to approach her parents who are mediating God's, (laughs) both God's wrath and his mercy (laughs) to the children. (laughs) I mean, that's our job, right? Yeah. And and so I've just been praying that, that our children would have this chick-squishing moment in our lives, which, you know, we're not emotionally attached to these yet. It, you know, it's a couple dollars. I mean, chicks are really rare right now. It was kind of a score that you happened into Shipton's and they were actually there so you could buy them. But this is far from the end of the world, right? If, If somebody, if I had bought a coffee at a local coffee shop, and one of the kids spilled it, we would be out more money (laughs) than this chick. (laughs) But the principle of the matter is... Yes, because I think this chick was like $4.54 or something like that. Yeah, but the fact of the matter is, our kids will probably cost us a lot more money with things. Oh, they already have. Oh, they have. You're right. But they need to be able to say, to in all of these circumstances... I can apologize freely because I will be forgiven and I need to apologize freely because my parents have blessed me by praying for a non-seared conscience in their children. And my parents have blessed me by praying that I will have the mercy of being found out in my sin sooner rather than later so that I can experience as David says, it's going to bug me. I've been thinking this in the back of my mind. What psalm is David's psalm of, of 
prayer, the post, what's what's her name? Uh, 91? No, it's like Psalm 53. Oh. It's in like the 40s or... I'm just guessing. I don't remember. Um, Y'all out there. It's not Psalm 53. Somebody on there is, is yelling at us over the radio right now. Yes, Psalm 51. I was only two off. Um, but... You know, he says, have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me against you. You only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. For I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth and the inward being. And you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. And then I think this is the part that I really want our kids to internalize. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. And then we could sing this together if we want, but I'm not going to. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold within me a willing spirit. I I think, I don't know, I, I'm not a psychology person, but I think that because we were created to be with God, even a fool who says in his heart, there is no God, has deep within them a sense of fear at being cast out from God's presence. Without being able to name that, without even necessarily being conscious of it, being cast out of God's presence because of guilt, because mm-hmm. of objective wrongdoing that makes you unfit to be in the presence of a holy God, is a a root issue in human hearts across all time in history. And to be able to say, restore to me the joy of my salvation is first of all, a gift you only get through the Christian faith. And second of all, something that we I'm really concerned about instilling in our kids, especially when it becomes really acute in a moment like this, where I'm just praying that there will be a mounting sense of guilt so that they can experience freedom and joy in forgiveness. As much as I don't want um, a child who lies, it's a good opportunity to be like, I can't, I can only do so much. And this is just an early taste of letting the Lord have your kids later in life and yeah yeah what is it our old small group leader's wife well not leader they're leading the small group now but apparently her grandma used to always say little kids little problems big kids big, big problems. problems yeah and the way that those problems present themselves when they're little seem overwhelming and all-encompassing but the problems they can get into when they're small as in all of our kids' ages, honestly, is pales in comparison to what they can get themselves into 
when they're bigger. And by they, I mean we, really. <laughs> because none of us are exempt from from falling, if you will, if we're not careful to watch our souls. Yes. It's true. Is that all we have to say on that subject? Um... I think so. I thought I was going to be able to talk longer about that, but... All right. um, Because I can close the show. No, I do have two (laughs) other things, too. Well, so when I was was saying that humans were created with this sense of what God... Of being with God. uh, Elise, our eight-year-old, asked me the other day... Tuesday? On Tuesday pretty sure it was Tuesday. Maybe it was Monday. Maybe it was Wednesday. I don't know. She says to me, it was Monday. I was making hamburger buns. She says to me, what's the most important verse in the Bible? <laughs> and I I tried to guide her into what what's the... So I, I actually drew on our school whiteboard. I drew... The Old Testament with arrows pointing forward, and then I drew a stick figure, because that's what I do, with a crown on his head. And then I drew arrows from the rest of, and then I drew arrows from the other side pointing back at him. And I said, the, in a very simplified way, the whole point of the Old Testament is showing us how much we need a Savior, is pointing ahead to Jesus. Then we've got the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that tell us about Jesus' life. And then the whole rest of the New Testament is explaining what Jesus' life, death, and resurrection means for us now. And so what's the central point of the Bible? Well, it's Jesus. And what's this most important thing that we need to know about Jesus is that he died to forgive our sins. And so we we tried to crystallize what's a Bible verse that describes that and I'm not sure if it's so much we as I settled on John 3.16, because I knew that she would know it, which, as we all know, is, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that who shall ever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life, depending on the version you memorized it in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We happened to be having our pastor over that afternoon to ask a couple of questions of him, and since he's a real jovial guy whom our kids enjoy being around. They wandered in and out. And as he was on his way out the door, I asked him, I said, Elise, Elise asked me this question, what would your answer be? Because it's always fun to be able to ask a pastor mm-hmm. uh, the theological questions that your kids raise in everyday life. And he said Romans 6.23, which is actually much more clear than John 3.16 because it highlights that the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. So I I think that crushed it, for one thing. But then he said, you know, that's that's really inadequate. And there's various ways that people take to descri- describing the whole of the Bible or the gospel message. There's the Romans Road. There's, uh, and I can't remember what he said his preferred thing was, but I think that my way that I would like to crystallize more to people the idea of explaining the gospel is in the the stages of 
redemptive history that theologians would set would call out, which would be the crea- creation, the fall. I think this is actually the way that your mom's studying with the Colson fellows is mm-hmm. framing things now that I think about it. But beginning with creation, that everything was made good. God declared creation good, and then after he made man in his own image for a relationship with him, he declared it very good. And then the fall and built into Genesis 3 is the promise of redemption. So then there's redemption accomplished by Jesus and then the consummation when Jesus comes back. So trying to explain to somebody the whole point of of what we need, for me, starts back in the garden, which is you were not made to suffer in this world. It is totally valid and in fact necessary to feel that alienation from God, to feel guilt, because you are guilty. It is totally valid to wish that there wasn't war. It's totally valid to wish that there weren't people starving. It's totally valid to wish that there wasn't cancer, because we were not made for any of this. And all, but, but all of this exists And there's a deep question of why. And it's not just that something is wrong out there in the world. It's that something is wrong in here. And that we needed a Redeemer who would fix both of those things for us. And Jesus, by his great sacrifice for us, fixed both of those, is fixing both of those, and will ultimately finally fix all of those. And so as we work towards sanctification, we're both exercising our hearts to have a better capacity to enjoy glory. You know, when you work out your salvation in fear and trembling, it's not just because you have a holy God standing over your shoulder who sees everything, but it's also because this is who you are now. You know, if you sign up for a marathon runner, you're a marathon. If you sign up for a marathon, you're a marathon runner. Yeah. You know, if you're at the starting point, are you going to wish that you had been exercising for the last six months, or are you going to, like, slog through it miserably, <laughs> you know? Maybe both. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's kind of the point of the marathon, right? right? Yeah. But but I guess what I'm trying to say is training our hearts for godliness, which is a biblical phrase, right, has, again, the biblical phrase, has benefits for the present life as well as for the life to come. And I think by recognizing that the purpose for which we were created, which is good, which is not to suffer, helps us to see those benefits of living godly lives in both the present life and in the life to come. And now I feel like I should stop talking because I'm about to get in too deep where I my mouth is going to be ahead of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll think about that more this week, but the... Ways to explain to our children how living godly lives, training ourselves to be godly, has benefits in both this present life and in the life to come. But, I mean, that helps me in all my Canevox work. Why do we encourage people to live lives of sexual integrity? Well, it's because that's that's the purpose. That's how you were made. That's how you're going right. to thrive is living according to the creator's design. Right. Anyway. One more thing. Okay, one more thing. Uh, we described to people last week the ginger bug that was in progress. 
And then on, was it Friday night or Saturday night? We popped open the first bottle of it. Mm. You guys, it was so good. It It was. was. So if you missed last week, I, for a week, basically made the ginger and sugar equivalent of a sourdough starter, where every day I had this mason jar of chopped up ginger and sugar and water, and I just gave it more sugar and ginger every day for a week, and then it was bubbly and active, and I poured some of that off and put the rest in the fridge, and what I poured off, I mixed with more sugar and ginger infused water with some fresh lemon and bottled it up for three days. I could probably even gone more and gotten more effervescence in it, but we polished off a liter and a half of that really quickly. And it was super good, you guys. It's super good with a little whiskey in it, super good with a little gin in it, super good by itself, super good with like just it's super good. Yeah. So I have another batch of that going. And then of, of the ginger, I need to buy more flip top bottles because I could have a whole line of different flavors going on my counter at once. I have one of lemonade going because I think Lily would really like it. She loves kombucha in certain flavors, but A, it's really expensive. And but she also doesn't really like ginger, so I need to cover the ginger flavor. So I thought a fizzy lemonade that's got probiotic value. But I could also see taking some frozen raspberries and draining the juice off of them mm-hmm. and mixing that in because ginger, raspberry, and lemon is a great combination. And then also the next thing I want to try is to do maybe the ginger, raspberry, lemon, or just lemonade but instead of using water uh sugar and lemon to steep the water in some tea first like either a green tea or a white tea Hmm. and then just get a little more subtle flavor or chamomile even that could be good and then and then to brew it like that the nice thing about the ginger bug versus a kombucha is that kombucha has to be a particular type of tea and a ginger bug is like whatever liquid you want to throw at it as long as it's got sugar it can digest apparently it can in the right proportions apparently it'll get fizzy sounds fun i had two friends one of them on ski patrol who who wanted your recipe so i shot it off to them i don't think we put it up on the blog but um it is in last week's show notes and i will go ahead and link it in this week's show notes and if there's anything else we mentioned which there isn't um, it'll because be I don't notes. have any open tabs yeah. right now. Well, it's not on. Sorry, <laughs> it's not my fault. Um, you need practice. Maybe link you, practice. you have better digital life practices, is what you need. I do. Um, <laughs> maybe link like a Bible on Amazon or something. Oh my goodness! Here's a Bible to buy. Uh, yeah, I will link the Telegram group. We have uh, an ongoing chat group, uh, Telegram group that we 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 don't really facilitate anything we just people just talk and hang out and they're all listeners of the show and it's it's a fun group of people i'll include that link in the show notes you know what i was thinking is great about that group and And certain friends we have in life too is the capacity to hold space for people who are different than you without feeling threatened or getting judgy but every now and then we'll have a pretty good robust theological discussion and nobody gets defensive and nobody gets judgy it's just like you you're free to be you with your conscience before god and i'm free to be me and we can have that's fun. true we can have fun discussions that's really true without feeling threatened yeah. it's really rare 
That's really true. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, it's a good time. So that link will be in the show notes. If you guys want to send us a note, you can do that on our website, www.toobusytoflush.com, all grammatically correct, or tb2f.com. Scroll down, and you can send us a postcard. Uh, if you uh, send us, if you're, while you're there, I was about to make something up as I went along, but decided against it. While you're there, you can jump on our store and buy some people are weird and hard swag, stickers, mugs, t-shirts. Um, and finally, uh, that was my final. I don't. I just. I just ran out of stuff to say. Um, it's the, Friday afternoon. When's the ginger so beer going to be ready? Not for like another day or two. Stink. Okay. Well, I'll have to suffice with not ginger beer. So, all right. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. Sorry to. To share with you the bad news about the chick, but I don't know. Maybe it'll survive. Are they rubbery like kids? I don't, I don't know. Let me go down and I probably grab another one of that breed. I Apparently, they, they're supposed to have a really colorful egg. Cool. Which is kind of fun. So, just cool. mixing it up. Mixing it up. I don't know. Thing. We have no idea what we're doing, you guys. Sometimes you just got to jump in and go. Although, although Pete up in Whitefish... Uh, sent a link for best next nest best nest box, um, which I, I purchased one of those. It was it felt pretty affordable, um, but it'll do 18 to 20 chickens, so that's what we're going for right now. Enough to feed our family and our in-laws and our in-laws, um, in-laws. your in-laws and, and my, my in-laws. in-laws. Yeah, my parents, your parents, our parents, parents is what's plural of parents? Grandparents. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.